Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts, and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. Okay, today I'm making another episode of the show about science. This is your host, Nate. Today I'm going to have Anna Wallace Child on the show about science. She's the host of Grow Science. I'm very excited to have Anna on the show. Dan, you can shut the recording off. Hello. Hi, is this Nate? Yes. Hi, Nate. It's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Do you want to chat with me about Grow Science? Sure. Great. <laughs> now, what do you know about cheese mites? Oh, my goodness. Well, cheese mites are naturally found on lots of different cheeses, but... They're actually specifically added to certain cheeses, like one called mimolette, to add to the flavor. And if you don't know what mites are, mites are little eight-legged, teeny tiny animals that are actually related to things like ticks and spiders and stuff like that. They're called um, arachnids. But when they're added to cheese, they can actually improve the flavor in certain ways by eating the outside, eating the rind, and aerating the cheese so it lends it this new flavor. So, what do you know about crab-infecting barnacles? Oh, crab-infecting barnacles? Okay. So, um, you know, most barnacles that you can think of are like these creatures that just latch onto things like rocks or boats, and they don't move around very much. But there are actually certain types of barnacles that are parasites. And they can sneak into crabs and basically make male crabs think that they're female crabs, which is really crazy, right? Right. And the male crabs, well, actually, this can happen to any crab, whether it's male or female. But the crab um, will grow what sort of looks like an egg sac on its belly, but it's actually filled with the barnacle's babies. And it takes care of the barnacle's babies like it was its own babies until the uh, barnacle babies emerge and go off to infect other crabs. It's really crazy that barnacles have, like, hijacked the crab's life cycle to raise their own young. So what do you know about infections that smell like different things? Isn't that a crazy thing? Have you ever had an infection that smelled like anything? Not as far as I know. Yeah, not as far as I know either, but there are certain ones that can make you smell in really funny ways. So 
So there's a really terrible disease called typhoid, which can make you smell like freshly baked brown bread. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And there's another one that can infect your arm or like can infect your skin. And um, if you get burned, it makes you smell like grape juice. It's probably trying to defend itself. The infection, you think? Yeah. By smelling like grape juice? Yeah, it probably makes the immune system tricked into thinking you just drank grape juice. Right. It's, it couldn't be bad. It's just grape juice. <laughs> That's a good theory, Nate. I think I should tell a scientist what your theory is. They might agree with you. They might. <laughs> okay. What other diseases smell like different things? Well, so there are certain diseases that are things you're born with. They're not diseases you can catch, like from bacteria or viruses. But you can be born with a disease called trimethylaminuria that doesn't have really any symptoms at all. You're a totally healthy, normal person, can live a totally normal life, except that you smell a lot like rotten fish. It's just a genetic condition. It's so interesting. But it really doesn't do anything else. So people are trying to figure out how we can stop it in people who have this disease by maybe giving them different supplements or limiting certain things in their diet so they don't produce as much of this fishy odor. I see. So what do you know about cow and kangaroo burps? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> um, one of the problems with agriculture is that cows burp a lot. It's a really crazy thing. So cows burp a ton. And when they burp, they're actually burping up methane, which is what's called a greenhouse gas. It floats up into the atmosphere, and it contributes to global warming, which you might have heard is like a big problem. So what people are trying to do is they're trying to figure out how to make cow burps less harmful for the environment because we have a lot of cows. We use them for meat. We use them for dairy, we use them for lots of stuff. So certain scientists realized that kangaroos eat a very, very similar diet to cows. They fill sort of like a similar place in the ecosystem in Australia, but the bacteria in their stomachs don't produce so much methane. So people are trying to figure out how to get the microbes in kangaroo guts into cow guts. And what they've discovered is that Cows actually have a lot of those same microbes. They're just sort of overpowered by these very, like, methane, like, stinky microbes. So now scientists are sort of working to figure out how to switch the balance and make cows a little bit more eco-friendly. Does that make sense? Yep. You know, Nate, you're a really great interviewer. Have you considered a career in science journalism? Pretty much, but I'm still in kindergarten. You're still in kindergarten. Yeah, so I guess you have some time. But you already have a great start. It's only been like 31 days that I've been in kindergarten. Oh, really? Just that many. How do you like it so far? Is it good so far? So far, it's good. Now, what do you know about ribbon worms? Ribbon worms. Okay. Well, ribbon worms are <laughs> really interesting creatures. There are tons of different varieties. One of them became really popular recently on the internet. I don't know if you saw, but they have these feeding tubes called proboscis that they can shoot out and catch their prey. It kind of looks like they're shooting silly string out of their mouths. Did you see that on the internet? 
I think I may have. It's really cool, right? Right. Thank you, Anna, for being on my show. Thank you so much for having me, Nate. At some point, would you come and be on my show? Why not? I love growth science. It's one of my favorite shows on YouTube. And it's you fun. There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. Dad, you can shut the recording off. For the newest episodes of the show about science, download the PIN app or go to pinna.fm slash promo. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.